going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back into another episode of the 526 podcast i'm your host jay hollihan back on this friday evening discussing saint john's 79 to 73 win over west virginia a big big uh road test for the Red Storm, um, you know, I don't want to oversell this win, but I don't want to undersell it at the same time, just because I feel like with it being, you know, a true road test, I mean, even though as much as that Dayton game in the Charleston Classic kind of felt like a road test um, with how many Dayton fans there were, this was still, you know, your first real road test, your first time, you know, in you know a hostile environment i wouldn't necessarily call it a hostile environment at least from you know my couch it didn't necessarily seem like it was too crazy but still you know in the environment that they were in against a big 12 team on the road in morgantown um you know a, a good win and with everything considered with the uh, illness to Chris Ledlam that was supposed to limit him, but um, he did play 32 minutes. And then RJ Luis, it's announced that he has a shin injury, which um, should hold him out for a little bit, and we might not see him uh, until possibly... You know, they said two weeks could open up, I think, the practice window. But from what I'm hearing on uh, what Rick Pitino was saying post game, you know, it could be to a month. So we hope that's not the case. And uh, it's, you know, just two, three weeks max. But that is a blow as we were all anticipating, and especially after the good showing against Holy Cross that Luis had. We were all anticipating him coming in and making a big mark, um, you know, for St. John's moving forward, um, especially with the wing depth not being that great. Obviously, he would offer something there, but unfortunately, we're going to have to go a little bit longer and um, might uh, might not be until we're, and I'm assuming it will be, until we're into Big East play either way. Um, till we see RJ Luis back out on the floor in a red storm uniform. But, you know, focusing on the game at hand, um, it was a tough, uh, let me say battle bruiser type game. Um, you know, it, it was one of those that just so irritating, so, frustrating to watch at times and one that you just kind of you know were scratching your head at a certain point saying what am I watching you know against and let's be real West Virginia is not a and this is why I said I don't want to oversell the win West Virginia is not a 
great opponent um, to beat. Like, I don't want to beat around the bush as much, but I just want to say, like, this is, at best, a Q3 win. I don't think it's going to be a Q5, but I think it's about a Q3, which is, you know, those are the ones you win, and St. John's won, and they covered the spread as well. But um, I definitely think, you know, you, you see... You got to see, really, where your um, heavy hitters came into play tonight. I thought Joel Soriano was outstanding. I mean, first half, he had 17 points. He was 4 for 5 from the line. He hit a 3, 6 for 7 from the field. Only had 4 rebounds. Um, Chris Ledlam had 13 points. 6 for 11 from the field. He knocked down a 3. And had four boards as well, all on the defensive glass. So a great job, I thought, tonight by Ledlam, all things considered. Um, and then, you know, I thought that the guard play in the beginning, I mean, there were a lot of missed threes in general. Two for 13 from beyond. St. John's was kind of shot-chucking there at a certain point. Um, and later on in the game, when there was a stalemate, both teams were shot-chucking, but... That was a point, and I'll get to it, where Saint, I thought St. John's could have really taken over. But, you know, 2 for 13 from beyond as a team, and, you know, you look at your guards, and they were 0 for uh, 7, as a matter of fact. Jordan Dangle, Dennis Jenkins, um, Nahima Lean, and Simeon Wiltshire. And um, really, really felt a little... Uh, how do I put this? A little ridiculous at times. Like I said, they're just shot chucking. They were just going right down, not taking time off the clock, not trying to get into any kind of offense. It was just, oh, they went to zone. Okay, we're just going to shoot from the outside. Inbounds pass. I got the open look. I'm taking it. I miss it. And and that's the thing that, you know, St. John's, granted, I think they've done a better job this year. And, you know, for sure, for us, you know, fans watching it, St. John's doing a better job um, this year shooting threes and making open shots compared to years past is not, you know, any great margin or any, you know, like, oh my goodness, this is like watching, you know, UConn or anything like that. I, you know, this is kind of, I don't want to say the moon, but it's it's much better. However... Um, they were missing them tonight, and that was something that I really, you know, was uh, was surprised a little bit to see. But I wasn't sure if maybe, again, you had a week or six days before your next game and, you know, on the road. I don't know if, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just thinking about what it could be. But um, I thought that could have been it. However, it was... Uh, you know, it was brutal. St. John's also, I mean, they only were sent to the line, uh, I think it was just twice in the first half. And then you look at the free throw discrepancies. St. John's shot five th free throws in the first half. West Virginia, 17 free throws. Ridiculous. And that only got worse as the game got on. Um, the foul discrepancy was pretty abysmal, to say the least. Um, I was very displeased by that. 
Um, and, you know, I thought uh, this this game, again, they battled through the road. They battled through a six-day layoff. Um, they, you know, they battled through a lot tonight, and including the men in stripes. So good job by St. John's on that regard. I thought that the battle down low early on, Jesse Edwards and Joel Soriano was really solid. Um, I thought, you know, that was going to be something we were really going to look out for tonight, but then I didn't think that Quinn, I had a feeling Quinn Slazinski would, would start, you know, probably a little hot or, you know, at a certain point in the game would hit or would have a run, but he was effective throughout this entire game. Um, in the first half, you know, he was tied with Jesse Edwards as the leading scorer, both had eight and, uh, Quinn Slazinski, you know, he was, he came out on fire. I mean, he, you know, he showed you a lot. I mean, you know, I don't mean this in a, in a derogatory way or anything, but it, this was, uh, in essence, his Super Bowl. I mean, this was his game where he wanted to go and make a statement. Um, and, you know, he put them up by six. They had a 19-13 lead on St. John's, and then they came back. Um, a big moment in this one, I thought, early on when they erased a six-point deficit deficit to take a three-point lead, um, you know, by a Chris Ledlam three. So a great job there by St. John's and, and the coaching staff, you know, showing that they're headstrong and, and all that good stuff. West Virginia would fight back. I mean, you know, they, they had a ton of pride and we were knotted up at 36 at the half and definitely felt like, you know, like this was going to be down to the wire, but I was hoping at a certain point we would see St. John's start to pull ahead. And my big question was heading into halftime was we've seen St. John's thus far against solid opponents play, you know, flat coming off of the halftime break how would they play coming out of the locker room and I thought they did a good job you know coming right out um they got after it right away uh and you know they took uh um they took the lead early and I thought they controlled the controlled the tempo throughout um you know but we hit a hit a lull there for a while where there was no scoring I mean it took about three minutes before Jordan Dingle knocked down a three. It was back and forth and back and forth. Both teams just, you know, missing. You know, St. John's would go down and again just kind of get a look from outside and they take it. And then West Virginia couldn't get anything to fall or they would get called for a for a for a travel or something and and or throw it out of bounds. I mean this was a West Virginia team that was handing St. John's the game. I mean, they were not going out and taking it by any any margin. I mean, they were literally just saying, you know what, you guys want to go ahead. It's right there for the taking. I mean, it was like, oh, geez. It, it was pretty brutal to watch, I'm sure, if you're a West Virginia fan. Um, but, yes, it was, uh, it was quite, um, quite ugly. I mean, Josh Eiler, you know, whew. That was uh, that's that's tough there for him to take over in that scenario. But I mean, definitely a night where I'm sure he's had one of his roughest as a as a head coach, as I'm sure he's had quite a few thus far. But West Virginia, you know, they would keep answering. St. John's, you know, would take 
take a a lead and then you'd kind of feel like okay they're going to start to you know to really push it and then West Virginia would cut it down to a possession same thing would happen St. John's you know they went up seven um, I think this was their biggest lead of the game and then West Virginia would you know kind of chop back into it they'd get it to eight West Virginia would keep cutting it down get it to nine West Virginia would keep coming back like they just would not go away um, until the final seconds ticked off the clock and obviously um, you know St. John's's biggest biggest bucket of the night came with 20 seconds left and Naheem Aline, uh put up a tray ball from the near corner a beautiful shot um, and put St. John's up by seven and they would uh, finish it off from that point on as Joel Soriano would knock down free throws after getting fouled and St. John's would win 79-73. Naheem Aline had an awesome second half. 12 points all off the bench um, and he finished with 14. He So, you know, there's your number right there. Majority of his points coming in the second half. He was absolutely phenomenal. Four for six from the field, two for three from beyond. Um, did a just did a great job. I mean, you know, in nine minutes too. Unbelievable. In the entire second half played just nine minutes. He, you know, um, and I think a lot of people are calling for him, and rightfully so, right? I mean, he's played like a starter. Um, and I think we will eventually get to see him maybe, you know, start uh, at a certain point. But, of course, I think his playing time tonight, you know, was also um, really uh, important because of the foul trouble that Jordan Dingle got into, um, or excuse me, that Dennis Jenkins got into, that Chris Ledlam got into, that Joel Soriano got into, that even Glenn Taylor Jr. got into. I mean, three players right there. And, uh, and you know, I, I mistakenly said Dingle, but even he had three personals as well. Um, you know, I think you had, you know, a night where you had to overcome, like I said, the refs. And I thought St. John's did that with the foul discrepancy being what it was. You were able to battle through that, going to your bench. And I think that this makes the coaching staff feel that much more comfortable going towards a Naheem Aline, you know, um, going towards certain guys off the bench. I mean, I thought, um, you know, Zuby at times showed you some things, uh, and I think he has throughout some of the season um, as well. But, you know, uh, and I would have liked to have seen Simeon Wiltshire maybe be a, a little more aggressive you know, finish at the rim, but maybe be a little bit more aggressive as well at times, um, if I could add. But, you know, I think you you saw definitely a St. John's win tonight. That was ugly, to say the least. But, you know, when you think about who your star was, Naheem Aline coming off the bench, giving you 12 in that second half, some big, big moments, and he was right there. Joel Soriano, um, he would give you uh, 7.5 boards in the second half, and that put him at 24 and uh, and 9, just one shy of a double-double. 
Chris Ledlam, though, did have a double-double with 17 points, 10 boards. He fouled out. Dennis Jenkins, who was quiet, 6 points, um, he fouled out as well. Uh, he did have five assists and cut cut down on the turn. I mean, I'm actually surprised right here looking at it. St. John's only six turnovers on the night. I thought they had way more. I thought it was at least in the double digits. Um, you know, I thought that there was no way they didn't have ten. But just six turnovers, that's that's quite impressive to uh, to West Virginia's 12. Um, but, you know, you think about it, West Virginia had – uh, 12 turnovers. St. John's only had 11 points off the turnovers. So you thought they were giving you opportunities. St. John's didn't exactly run away with it until I think uh, later on in that one. But, um, you know, and they only had five points off turnovers uh, in the first half. And West Virginia turned it over six times. Um, so second half, they had, uh, they only had six. So one better. But I mean, I thought that off the amount of mistakes West Virginia made, St. John's definitely made them pay in the in the final score at the end of the game. But regardless, you know, a big game by St. John's, a uh, great win. Also, Joel Soriano um, is probably going to be getting a trip to the dentist at some point this week. I would not recommend my own. He's a Villanova fan. We get into it sometimes on that. Would not recommend him. But uh, for for the big fellow, but he got hit in the mouth and chipped a tooth. I'm sure if you watched it, you saw it. Um, but yeah, really, uh, I don't want to say a scary moment, but it was like, uh, man, you know, I saw him hold his mouth, and I was like, ooh, you know, he got he got clocked. You saw in the replay, but I didn't expect him to to come away uh, looking like um, you know he he belonged in West Virginia with a chipped tooth. <laughs> But, uh, so that was pretty, that was, that, uh, that was a, a little comedy for your night, sort of. But, uh, so hopefully he gets that figured out, um, you know, and gets, uh, gets, you know, gets to a dentist. But solid win for St. John's. Um, you know, I think this makes you feel okay, I guess, as to where you are. I mean, like I said, West Virginia is not a team that, I think you should be struggling that much against, but with that being on the road and that being a factor, a layoff, maybe there's a little leeway there, but in terms of watching the team battle through what they, with everything, I think you feel all right, um, you know, about it. And I think moving forward, you know, that leads you to believe, okay, you know, this team should have a little more oomph to them. Um, they'll be back on the floor on Wednesday against Sacred Heart. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, not going to be a week layoff and, uh, Sacred Heart, um, you know, they've been, uh, they've been all right so far in the America East conference. Um, you know, and, and they've been, uh, they've played some, you know, teams, uh, hard they'll be coming off of a game against boston tomorrow on saturday they st joseph's university just knocked off villanova um they lost 64 to 55 so uh definitely um you know they can hang with teams holy cross now they beat holy cross by seven um 
And then, you know, those are really the only important games to date. So definitely not a team you want to take lightly, but a team you want to go in and handle your business against. That's the way I would put um, for Sacred Heart. But yeah, so a good win for St. John's tonight. Um, you know, I think uh, think you're feeling pretty good about where they're at. And three-game win streak, which is great. And hopefully we get to see them extend that on Wednesday. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. Fine, I'm king of the hill, top of the heap. Little town blues are melting away. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York if I can. Move